Dear Ann Landers, my husband Dear and I Abby, are in shock. I'm extremely upset. My son got married in Dear Ann Landers, I'm very happy to hear that his wife is working out of a woman here at She thinks way too much of herself. She had to get married. Dear Pod. latest dish, everybody. You're gonna have to take a look at the Maha Lounge. We are, I would say, 80% finished. That looks great. With the redo of the lounge. Wait until you get here. There's hue lighting, there's stools, there's bamboo, there's lots of booze. And uh, now eventually we're working on a little banquette in the corner. That's where, in the corner where, where Oscar died. Yeah. Which I don't so, think he'll mind it at this point. Would you get rid of this table then? Yes, but it's there's a new one coming in that's that's smaller, cuter. It's like a bistro table from the 50s. So we will be oh, able hi. to pod on it. And then at Christmas, it will turn into, you know, a, oh, oh, I can rest my drink on here. Oh, what is that? A little bowl of nuts? It's, <laughs> it's a bowl of nuts, you know, table. It's Ebola's nuts. You can put your nuts on our table is what I'm saying. So you have to get here, toot sweet. I'm sorry that we're Zooming today and you can't experience all this glory in person, but it's sitting here, it's waiting for you. Jules has been down here every day working on, this is his Winchester house. You know, this is his Titanic. He's Victor Garber in the movie of Titanic walking around being like, look at it, Rose. We built it for you, Rose. Have you seen that they're rebuilding the Titanic and they're taking it out on the exact same voyage? Can you imagine? What could possibly go wrong? What could possibly go wrong? And like, okay, that was that was that generation's 9-11. So in another hundred years, are we going to build like a fake tower and, and, and have people recreate scenes from that? Hopefully not. What, but I mean, the Titanic? do you think Titanic was a massive disaster at any point And that huge disaster? If you were somebody who survived it, you were like, oh, I made it. I'm alive. God, I only hope that 100 years from now, somebody recreates this exact voyage. <laughs> but the other thing which seems strange is that aren't most ships now bigger than the Titanic? Yeah, it's kind of piddly. So it's kind of like, oh. So, you don't have so a we're slide. stepping back, no. yeah. And if we're really going to do this, then I hope they actually divide it in classes. Sure. If you're going to do it, let's go all out. With the gate and everything. Everybody has to wear a corset, even though it's July. <laughs> yeah. You know? And, and like, you know, when I was in Aspen, oh, that was the whitest thing I've ever said in my life. I was getting paid very little to be in Aspen. And... um they had a huge, like, bouncy house, field full of bouncy houses for children, as you and I would never enter. They all looked like they were covered in urine. But there was one that was a Titanic. There was an inflatable Titanic, and it was tipped on its side, so you would climb up the back of it, and you would slide down it. That is the, like, I don't know what's wrong with Grandma. She's burst into tears. <laughs> I know. That's like, you know, the Zeppelin fire, whatever that was. The Zeppelin, the Zeppelin. like, there's the Zeppelin fire. And the, it's like, the oh! The Hindenburg, like, oh, look at that kite. Oh, wait, what's he doing to that kite? Oh, he's setting it on fire. I don't understand why Grandpa walked over to that Titanic bouncy house and just put his hand on it and wept. 
here, Granddad. Can you back away from the bouncy Titanic? Timmy, Timmy comes up. Grandpa took a knife to the bouncy castle. <laughs> You'll never recreate my disaster. I lost my Emily on this ride. <laughs> Just recreating a horrifying moment in American and British history. We'll take it. Yeah, I don't think that's, I mean. What could be more American? It goes up there with the, the Titanic swim team t-shirt that I used to own. <gasps> Which I guess was kind of classic. Oh, I used to have a naked bungee jumping shirt, and it was like my thing that I wore all the time. That and like co-ed? a velvet choker. Yes, naked co-ed bungee jumping. You know, I try to minimize my experiences driving in the city because they make me homicidal, but every now and then I have to do it. And I don't understand why they keep ripping up and repairing, ripping up and repairing, ripping up and repairing 8th and 9th Ave. It is, like I've said, it's like driving in Fallujah. It's like a real housewife who keeps redecorating her apartment. Her face. Yes, and it just keeps getting worse every time. Because it's falling. Like, leave it alone, Sonia. Let the scars heal and see how it settles before you rip it all up again. Mm -hmm. What a nightmare. What a nightmare, damn it. Well, that's what's happening. Oh, speaking right of which, speaking of nightmare faces. Um, so I have all these like clips that are coming out on Instagram from from my my special. And uh, wow, those thumbnails, those old the, like every thumbnail looks like I'm I've had a mini stroke. So I, I just want to apologize for my face in advance. But, uh, you Maybe know, that's the name of your next album. I'm sorry about my face. No, just mini strokes. Oh. Well, then everyone thinks that you're giving like mini hand jobs. Or like M-I-N-N-I-E, you know? Like Minnie Mouse, but mini stroke. So it's like a name. That's a Mm. good drag name. I'm just saying, put it out there. Mini strokes? Uh, It's time for me to do... (laughs) So so my my niece, who's 12 years old, has started using a gua sha stone. (laughs) What's that? (laughs) Because everybody is turning into... Uh, you know, share right now. A gua sha stone, you you massage a piece of stone on your face and it's supposed to like encourage circulation and, and skin tightening. And I'm like, you're a fetus. You're literally 12 years old. What, what does she want to get back to, the vagina? She's like, I'm just trying to get back to my eight-year-old face, you guys. This is how messed up it is to be a female and to be online way too much. I mean, I don't know if you saw Kim Kardashian at this point now as a bot. Yes. If you saw that that. picture of her in interview on the cover of Interview Magazine, where her ass is hanging out in front of this, which is the most American cover I have ever seen. She's in front of the American flag, her ass is hanging out of her jeans. I pledge a large ass to the United States of America. (laughs) But I've been thinking a lot about, like, you know, the fact that, what is she, my age? And and she has done so much to this point that she looks like she's a, she should be a Madame Tussauds wax museum. Tussauds, Tussauds. It's Tussauds. Potato, potato. Potato, potoso. Um, I had to tell somebody that I worked, I cater waited way back in the day, the opening of Madame Tussauds wax museum. Didn't I ever tell mm-hmm. you I, I accidentally served crab cakes to a wax Maya Angelou? Because I thought it was... <laughs> because well, did, did she take it? It's a real dangerous thing when you mix celebrities <laughs> with wax celebrities and you can't tell who is who. Well, 
How is it any different in this day and age? Kim looks like she is carved out of wax. Somebody put her in the California sun and let her melt off into the stratosphere. You mean that giant, like, that giant rubber lip that everybody has now? What is going on? I mean, uh, and this is me saying this, as somebody who likes plastic surgery. I'm very pro-plastic. We know this. But, you know, I do worry about, like, at what point do you just let somebody be their age? Like, I, I, I'm wrong. I'm knocking on my caftan years. And and do I get to lean into that time? You know? Well, it kind of depends on what kind of caftan woman you want to be. Like, do you want to be Mrs. Roper? No. Or do you want to be like, uh, uh, do you want to be like a B. Arthur? Oh, God, you, you're not you giving me be... any good caftan <laughs> option so far. Do you want to be uh, Zoe Kazan? Do you want to be uh Oh Jesus, this is going from bad to worse. <laughs> I don't want to be a Kazan. Any Kazan. Shazam Kazan. But somebody was like, "Well, look at Jane Fonda. She looks amazing for her age." And I was like, "She looks like she is hanging on to the top of a bullet train." Uh, <laughs> Bound for DC a- at this point. It's like, "Uh, next stop Penn Station, Miss Fonda." She's deceived everybody in thinking like just a little bit of stretching. Just a little goes a long way. Yeah, and like I've oh, said, Madonna Madonna is 856 years old. She looks like she's a kid's drawing of an alien. We this have vampire. to tap this down, you know? She, someone's got to be like... Meanwhile, know. Helen Mirren is like lighting a bong in the corner being like, I'll see you later, ladies. Looking <laughs> stunning. <laughs> she's like, I haven't done anything. Oh, God. Olivia Coleman's like, the joke's on you. (laughs) All it takes is one talented actress to show up without makeup on, and Hollywood is like, well, she's brave. Frances McDormand. Well, Frances, see, there's got to be a fine line. I I like the day that you Someone has to be like, wait a minute, you're at the Frances McDormand level. I want you to go back in there. See, that's (laughs) post-caftan. Go back in there and come back out with some makeup. Patty, can you take her back there? Do you, what do you have in the way of a, an orange pancake makeup? <laughs> any any sort of solid matte finish? Could you? Do we have another wig for Frances? It seems like something has chewed half of her hair. I lost my blender sponge in all the cracks. <laughs> Frances McDormand's makeup artist. Oh, that's a great <laughs> character. I think I'll develop that. It's just... <laughs> They're just never busy. <laughs> I was just going to say, she's <laughs> reading like a magazine and <laughs> a magazine like the encyclopedia britannica for <laughs> a to z she's on x and all you see is that she just closes the book and she's like <sighs> next <laughs> so i'm waiting i'm waiting she's a, just she's sitting on in the lord of the rings yeah <laughs> every thick book you could possibly i've imagine. read war and peace six times the ending is it gets funnier and funnier <laughs> like every every like producer's going through the line like line by line okay approved 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 wait a minute <laughs> this is three hundred thousand dollars for francis mcdormand's makeup artist what's she been doing what's she do well, how she, come there's no receipt there's no re- there's not even a receipt here for she's been in that trailer since 1986. we just leave a plate of food out for her so every how, couple we, days i want her to come here and tell me what she did in the last film well, she can't because she's 95. 
So you're going to have to go to her. Her muscles have atrophied. She can't walk to see you. <laughs> then you're like a knock. Uh, yeah, Francis is here to see you to defend her makeup artist. And then that's when you're just like, I'm not in. I'm not in. <laughs> it's going to be an art house film defending Francis's makeup artist. <laughs> um, so I got out of jury duty this week. Well, it's next She's week. You're nuts. Um, well, I'm, I'm deferring. I keep having to kick the can down the road. I don't understand why I keep getting I'm like the one who keeps getting jury duty. Aren't you not supposed to get it after, after like, like three six, years? I think it's like six, right? Well, I have definitely been called more than that. Whenever okay. my number comes up, they really want me to be on a jury. So what do you... Do you ever go in person, like dressed yeah. up like an, like an Ewok or oh, something? Oh, I try to make myself look very intimidating, and it doesn't work. <laughs> I try to make myself look like somebody you wouldn't want on the jury with you. You know, teardrop tattoos? The dripping in blood. Like, yeah, oh. yeah, yeah. I go full goth. <laughs> just shave half my head. I'm really committed to looking like somebody you do not want trying your case. Is that the, is that the girl from Evanescence? Brilliant! <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you're excused, ma'am. Thank you for your service. Oh, oh, okay. So I go every time. Now, look, I'm not gonna lie. I, I, I don't, I don't mind the idea of jury, jury duty. It's, it's twelve bucks to solve a crime. That's what mm. it is. The government's like, hey, do you want to take some time off work? We have this murder. We're gonna give you twelve bucks a day. What do you think? No how long, snacks. How long will you need me? Could be a day. Could be six months. I don't understand why they don't even offer you like any type of snack, not even like a damp pretzel. No, nothing. And they have a vending machine there. It's a very, very long day. It, it, I feel like if this is your civic duty, you should get some civic food. I, I like something. A wheel of cheese or something. But I know if you get on a jury, do you get fed after that? You got to get something. I would imagine so. The only reason I know that is because I watched the whole Depp Heard trial and, and the judge whose name was Penny, Judge Penny would be like, uh, the best part is, is that she would interrupt these really tense proceedings where they're, where she's like, Johnny hit me with a wine bottle. All right, um, at this point we're going to break for lunch and uh, just follow the bailiff into the lunchroom. Today's Chinese. So uh, place your orders with him. I like the Kung Pao chicken. We're ordering from a local place here in Virginia. I think you guys are going to enjoy it. But, but you decide. But it's really good. Chinese. It's Feng Hua. So, so go and check it out. Uh, leave your orders with him, and we'll be back after lunch. Okay? Recess, everybody. <laughs> so in, in their case, I know they got fed. Yeah. So and they got 12 bucks a day. And she's, like, pimping out local restaurants. So she's like, <laughs> Yeah. It's all ad placement because she's like, all right, you guys, here's an opportunity. Well, I don't think we're going to get this kind of press ever again. This is Johnny Depp. This is Amber Heard. It's a big trial. So I'm going to try to work in... Some ads here and there. Okay, you know what? We're going to take um, our 15-minute morning recess, and I just want you guys to go back and enjoy the craisins that have been supplied from you by the craisins company. They're delicious. They're a burst of fruity flavor. You can put them on a salad. You can eat them on your own. Enjoy that. Okay, we'll be back in 10 minutes, everybody. So everyone should have uh, a piece of paper, a notepad, and maybe a Bic retractable pen that comes in four <laughs> different colors. Uh <laughs> It, it won't bleed like other pens. It's been in every court case since <laughs> since it was invented. 
Pick up yours wherever pick is sold. So we're going to break for the day, everybody. And uh, I just want to remind you that you do not discuss the case outside of this court, and especially with anybody who's wearing a fabulous J. Crew blazer for this uh, this fall's J. Crew line. They're navy blue. They're lined. They can go with pants. We can dress down, dressed up. J. Crew blazers. You can get them <laughs> online at jcrew.com. All right. We'll see you guys tomorrow, 8 a.m. Thanks. Um, I understand it's going to be a long day. You, uh, There's going to be a lot of talking, so I would advise everyone to keep quiet and keep some moisture in your mouth, possibly with a Werther's Original, which comes <laughs> in this travel size pack located at any Walgreens or CVS. Get yours wherever it's sold. All right, so we're done hearing both sides of the case now. I'm going to send you back with jury instructions, and if you have any difficulty reading them, I just want you to have a free pair of Warby Parker glasses. That's right, Warby Parker. If you want to look stylish while you're looking over Johnny Depp's jury instructions, Warby Parker, especially in tortoise shell shades. All right, thanks, everybody. WarbyParker.com. We've heard a lot about uh, defecation on a, on a sheet, so I think it's only... Apropos to remind everybody of the new Regina Steamer Carpet Cleaner. Uh, you can get it at Home Depot, Lowe's. It's on sale now for $2.99. Uh, and I just want to remind you all, out. if you've been enjoying me as your judge, to smash that subscribe button. Okay? Go ahead. smash, <laughs> Just smash it. And uh, if you have any questions on what it takes to smash that subscribe button, please ask the bailiff. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Etsy. <laughs> Welcome to Dear Pod, the comedy advice podcast. I'm your host, Bobcat Goldthwish. And I'm Minnie Pearl. Oh, and we're coming to you from both the Maha Bar and the, the redone, revamped, rejazzed Pineapple Ranch. And Downtown Swingin' Hell's Kitchen. Can I hear it? Oh god. See you real soon. Why? Because we like you. Oh, are they on Quaaludes? That is the saddest group of children. What they're like, if you don't fucking sing this song, I'm gonna kill your parents in a fiery crash, and it's gonna be all your fault. <laughs> Can I see? Give little Katie and Jimmy some more drugs and slow them down. K-Y, please call the police. And you should call the police because this week, like all weeks, we're, weeks, weeks, because this week, like all weeks, damn it, we are bringing you the advice articles of Ann Landis, Dear Abby. We're dressing them up, and we're bringing them out on the town, and we're taking them to a fancy opening. So what are you waiting for? Follow us on your social media. Sound the alarms at Dear Pod Official on your Insta, your Twitter, your face. Check out our website, DearPodOfficial.com, where you can binge every last sexy episode. But we'd rather you go over to Apple Podcasts, binge them all there, rate, review, subscribe, get our numbers up. We need numbers, damn it. And we're just too good. We're too good. We need to be on the Joe Rogan level. Because we're controversial and, and we tell people to snort creatine. You can email us, dearpodofficial at gmail.com. We accept advice questions every week and we will answer one of them right here on the air as we are unqualified to do so. So email us, dearpodofficial at gmail.com. And finally and most importantly, our Patreon page, patreon.com 
slash Dear Pod Official, where for a mere 3 or $5 a month, you can become a subscriber and get extra special tidbits in your inbox every week, as well as extra special shout-outs on your birthday. And we have a Patreon shout-out to Christy Cruz. That is right, Christy Cruz. Happy birthday! Happy birthday, Christy Happy Cruz! Birthday. Happy birthday on September 9th. You're really freaking old, Christy <laughs> Cruz. And we thank you for being a subscriber. So see, if you join Patreon, you too can get dragged across the coals by the two of us. Charges. So, so join our Patreon, damn it. Give us some money. And uh, just a heads up, this is nuts for me to say that this time next week, so Tuesday... September 13th, my debut comedy album, Baseline Presentable, is available for purchase and download. Go and check it out. We're going to have a little smash that subscribe button. ErinMcGuire.com for all of your needs over there. And follow me, Erin McGuire Official, where I'll be, I'll be eking out little bits and pieces this week on Instagram and, and all that fun stuff. So I, I did this with Laugh Button Records and 800-pound Gorilla. And uh, you can see me on all their social meds, and I will be collabing with them. A totes collabs, as the kids say. A totes collabs. Yes, there's a lot going on over there. Very exciting. Isn't that nuts? The album's Very. dropping. That's why I had to get out of jury duty. That's why I kicked the can down. And when I called to get out of jury duty, <laughs> because I, there's something that may happen next week. I don't, I don't know what, I don't know. I'm waiting to hear about a couple of opportunities. Lord knows what's going to shake, what the tree is going to shake out for me. But oh. I was like, I cannot have jury duty on the day of the album coming out. There's just too much going on. So I decided to call and defer. And here's the thing. I actually do want to do jury duty as long as I could like control it. <laughs> I want my civic duty as long as I get to choose. Sure. You know, like what case I would be on and for how long, like how many days. I don't want to end up on an OJ trial where I'm suddenly like stuck and sequestered for six months of my life. I just want a nice, simple, clean, local murder in and out in a week. I think you need like an agent for your jury duty. Hey, it's Patrick. Aaron's going to pass on this jury duty. (laughs) If you have something maybe a little bit. More high profile, she'll definitely be on it, but she's going to pass for now. Tell them I don't do Southern accents. She doesn't do Southern accents, so she can't. Also, she... I'm going to need wet pretzels worked into my um, my rider. Do we know what the goodie bag looks like for this murder trial? Do they have crazy you... <laughs> goodie bag? You should. If you treated jury duty like you were on set at Law & Order, I mean, why uh-huh. not? Or like when the celebrities, you know, go to the Oscar tent, they're like, I'll take that um, Rolex, that Rolex yep. and I'll take that coach wallet and uh, oh. the uh, Dalmatian for 250 What would you give the Dalmatian? There was always a ceramic Dalmatian. Was it Wheel, not Wheel of Fortune? Wheel um, of Fortune. It was Wheel when of Fortune? Go, yeah, when you used to shop, when you can go in the room and shop. Oh, my God. Who took the Dalmatian? Did anyone ever take that Dalmatian? Everybody took the fucking Dalmatian. Patty. There must be just, I, I wish you just go on eBay right now and just check to see how many fucking Wheel of Fortune Dalmatians. <laughs> how many still. resale Dalmatians yeah. are out there? That's what the Maha Lounge needs. We need a ceramic Dalmatian. Did, are you writing that down for Christmas? I, 
god. If you show up, if you do that, then I'll get you a frying pan. <laughs> I also like when they actually bought artwork. They're like, and I'll take the artwork for five fifty. I'm like, oof, that is. <laughs> Wow. It's like three baked potatoes in an ocean. Wow. That's you know, but really... it's like home goods artwork. It's like big box store artwork. Yep. And three in a potato. Speaking <laughs> of big box store artwork, have you seen my artwork that I displayed online? I don't think so. So what happens when you have too much time on your hands is that you decide that you're an artist. You go to Michael's, you get a canvas, you get some acrylic paints, and if you're like me, you just bring them down into a garage and then you just spurt the paint on. There's no rhyme or reason to it. I just pick the colors I want and I spatter it all on a canvas. Period. End, end of story. I couldn't find any artwork that worked in the in the Pineapple Ranch living room. So I did it. I bought a frame. I framed it. I was very proud of it. I hung it on the wall. And then, you know, like all things, when you post it online, there's always got to be one person that shits on it. Like Wait, all someone shit on your frame? Someone shit on my frame, and it was my second grade teacher. Huh. I, took a, nice. I just took a picture on the fly, and I put it on, and she was like, looks good, but it's crooked. I'm like, Mr. Covey! <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it enough that you ruined my dreams in second grade when you gave me a C plus on recorder? Looks good. Your hair looks terrible. I though. know. You really need to do something about your face. Damn it, Jacoby! I'm going to be in therapy for the rest of my life. Get off my jock and get offline. Aren't you in school? Shouldn't you be teaching somebody something? Why do you keep posting stuff that's conspiracy theories? What's going on? We need parental controls for those over 70 years old who are online. <laughs> Aliens are stealing our water. Have you been watching Tucker Carlson again? Give me that iPad. Go up to your room. <laughs> Go eat some blueberries and have some water. What's wrong with your brain? There's no global warming. Bananas are killing us from the inside. Get out! Get out! I'm touching this TV to see if it's still warm. <laughs> Have you been watching Fox again? <laughs> You've been watching Fox again, haven't you? Let me see your eyes. They're big as saucers. <laughs> Let me see your phone. What have you been tweeting? Oh, <laughs> son of a bitch. It's still warm. The phone's still warm. <laughs> oh, Lordy B. So much happening. Lordy Cardi B. You know what I mean? Lordy, Lordy, look who's over 40. Um, yeah, yeah, man. I think it's time. What do you say? Should we should we discuss what this week's theme is? I would love it. Why don't you say it? Because you're the one that came up with it. It's a very interesting theme. Go ahead, Patty. What's the theme it, of the week? Well, I like um I like to fancy a nice lunch. Not a ladies who lunch. Lunch. Either back to school lunch mm -hmm. or back to work lunch, etc. A general lunch. I general I just want you lunch. to know, I hate the word lunch, and I really, really, really hate the word luncheon. I've I, always hated it. I think I'm okay with both those. Lunch meat, I'm maybe not the biggest fan of. Uh, well, Why is it only for lunch that that meat is only designated for lunch? Wait, what you just makes that meat so special that it's designated as lunch meat? But you know what? There's something in my head, because I'm a lemming that I have a really hard time having like a lunch meat sandwich for dinner. You know, like, have you ever had like a turkey and cheese with lettuce and tomato at six o'clock at night? It, 
it rocks me. It's like it's like having waffles for dinner. It it just doesn't. People do it. People have breakfast for dinner all the time, and I can't. My stomach doesn't know what to do when it receives that. That's like having blue ketchup. Your body's like, I don't understand. You're like, you've never needed. Because your brain needed... is like, yeah. Do you remember that when they oh, yeah. playing around with colors? And they made it green because it was supposed to be fun. But meanwhile, mm. you know, adults are getting this for the kids in their home, but the adults are still using it. Right. The kids think it's candy because it's a candy color. We're just I'm having a it. nice refined dinner. Would anybody like some green ketchup with their <laughs> meatloaf? Anyone for some blue mayonnaise? What? Oh, yes, me, please. Yes. I'll I always like another. to recreate scenes from Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Mm. What's... What's that in your potato salad? Why is it so red? Oh, it's the red mayonnaise. I know. Oh, I just thought like... I'd kick it up a notch. Oh, I thought someone had some chunky stool that you just brought out in a bowl. Oh, my God. Chunky stool. What a great drag name. <laughs> That's a wow, second good drag. I, we are on fuego today. You should really write that down. Or at least, you know, maybe chunky stool? some drag queens. Yeah. You will officiate you as chunky stool. That's your new drag. Oh, thank you. Thank you. She could do shows with all beef patty. I feel I like, like it's a natural combination of people. Yeah. So, yeah, this week we're talking about lunch, baby. Um, lunch. Before we even start, do you enjoy lunch? Do you like lunch? What's your favorite lunch meal? Oh, God, I hate those words together, too. Oh, lunch meal? I hate the words lunch. I hate the word meal. I really hate luncheon. I do. It's it's the only thing that made it hard for me to watch Downton Abbey. I was like, just eat. Stop talking about where you... <laughs> Stop getting dressed to go to lunch in your own house. I always like to... My mom always made me peanut butter and jelly sandwich for lunch. Oh, I thought you I thought you were going to say I always got dressed to go downstairs for lunch. <laughs> I always get dressed to go downstairs for do lunch. Do you realize, just side note, because apparently there's a new Downton Abbey movie out, which I have yet to see, but 90% of that show was people getting dressed to go eat in their own home. Correct. Like, as soon as they were done with lunch, they had to start getting dressed to go to dinner. I'm like, you're just going downstairs. Do you have to put the corset on? They're like, yeah, we do. It's in the it's in the rule book. It's in the rule. This and is then, what we do. And then someone has to undress me after they just dressed me. You put on lips and lashes. Could you imagine if Jules came to dinner in tails? Like, top and tails? I'd, I'd respect that. No, he's respect not that far off. Oh, hey there. Someone said we were dressing for dinner. Oh, I gotta go get my top hat ready. Why aren't you wearing your corset and your bustle? You make him sound like, oh my God, what's her name? From from the Mary Tyler Moore show, Georgia Angle. Oh my God, it Sounds yes. more and more like Georgia Angle every time you do an impression. I, I just wondered if you wanna go get something I was in a dance class with her one day. It rocked my world. I took a ballet uh, class and I was like, what's Georgia Engel doing here? <laughs> I was what like, year was this? When's Bob Newhart gonna show up to tap? <laughs> like all the all the like every anybody who was ever on Love Boat just starts showing up in like my hip hop dance class. <laughs> Captain Steubing, what are you doing here? Why is the cast of Gilligan's Island in my contemporary dance class? Where else are they supposed to go? Exactly. This was years ago. I mean, because Georgia Engel's been gone for a little while, right? Yeah. I don't know. I'm not up to date on celebrity deaths, but... Well, she has been. Well, I can't think of a better transition into lunch. Yeah. I wonder what she had for lunch. (laughs) 
All right, hit me with an article. This is from the New Press, Fort Myers, Florida, November 2nd, 1973. Dear Abby, we just moved to a place that's close enough to my husband's job for him to come home for lunch every day. And that's my problem. I don't want to sound like a selfish wife, but... <laughs> You're going to say selfish twat. I don't know what my hand's at. Okay, go on, go on. <laughs> but, Abby, having George home for lunch every single day has upset my whole routine. For years, I've given my family, four school-aged children, a good hot breakfast every morning, and I never saw them again until the kids came home from school and George came home from supper. Now, here comes George, home for lunch every day. It cuts into my date, something terrible. He's not the kind of man who can just get his own lunch. I have to prepare it and serve it to him. A little snack won't do for him. He likes a, all caps, meal at noon. Also, he gets amorous when we're home alone, but that's another letter. I feel guilty just writing this, but I need some advice. Should I come right out and tell George to buy his lunch? Signed, Day Ruined. So basically, she doesn't want to cook lunch or fuck. No, would you? No. I mean, I guess I'd have to look at George. <laughs> Show me the guy and then I'll decide. <laughs> His name is George. He's already got a mark against him. Well, there's George Clooney. Oh, touche. Yeah, he really kind of did rework the George. Yeah. I never thought George about Clinton, that. George Clinton. George Washington. Of the, wait, of the Funkin... <laughs> of the Parliament Funkadelic... <laughs> If he came home for lunch, I'd be like, what the fuck is going on in this house? Jim, you look different. I don't know what it is, but... uh, I smell hemp. (laughs) Are you cooking hemp again? Jesus. We're not having hemp for lunch. We better not be cooking meth. Dear Ruined, tell George you married him for better or worse, but not for lunch. Okay. A lot of women welcome your problem, but since you feel otherwise, honesty is the best policy. So level with George and hope for a fair compromise. What year was this? 1973. Okay, that's 73. I'm going to piggyback on this because I have almost the exact letter, and this came from 1963. So I'm just going to do mine, and then we'll break this whole crap down. This one comes from Spokane, the Spokane Chronicle, Spokane, Washington, June 5th, 1963. Lunch hour is a problem. Dear Ann Landers, I have a delicate problem and don't know where else to go for help. I can't discuss this with our clergyman or our doctor, and we are well known in the community, and if this story got out, my husband would be furious. We've been married 12 years and have five lovely children. I have part-time help, which is all I want, because I believe a mother should raise her own children. My husband owns a small but profitable business near our home. About a year ago, he got into the habit of dropping in for lunch about twice a week. Now he's home for lunch five times a week, and it's driving me crazy. (laughs) I don't mind fixing a sandwich and coffee. What a horrible combination. But he (laughs) follows me around the kitchen with that come-hither look in his eye. And when his mind mind is made up, it's made up. I love him very much, but 12.30 p.m. is no time for romance with three kids at home for lunch, the laundress in the basement, the doorbell ringing, and me trying to get to a 2 p.m. church guild meeting. I want to be a good wife, but I believe there is a time and place for everything. Please tell me what to do. Signed, Frantic and Exhausted. Dear Frantic, what a theme. Dear Frantic and Exhausted, 
Tell your husband you married him for better or for worse, but you didn't marry him for lunch. Isn't that the exact same thing that the sister said? Yes. These biches, she, and since yours was written in 73 and mine was written in 63, methinks we have an issue with siphoning which uh, means material that she, here. Which means that she actually reads her sister's column. Oh, yes. And she's like, I'm going to file this away <laughs> under lunch fucking. Because <laughs> I'm bound to get a question sooner or later. Are you into so, LF? <laughs> I had to DTF, break up with them. He, if you're DTF with LF, I'm BDSWASAP. <laughs> Not when I have PMS or when UPS is giving me an ASAP delivery. <laughs> LF. Seems to be a theme throughout the years. 73 seems like it's late for LF. Lunch fucking? Yes. I'm abbreviating now because I'll make us SFW, safe for work. (laughs) We are never safe for work, dearpodofficial.com. Um... I don't have... I don't... I'm I'm never home for lunch, so I don't... (laughs) Could you imagine if you invited Marcus over... To where to, you work. For lunch? Yeah. For what? For LF. For LF? Yeah. At my work? Yeah. How would that go? I, I feel like there's nanny cams all over where you work. I have no <laughs> idea how that would work. <laughs> um, and I don't think I'd perform very well because I would, I'm so Catholic that I'd have such raging guilt. Oh like, my God. Go. <laughs> finish it. Finish it. <clears throat> oh my God. What's taking you so long? I just want to finish my sandwich. Okay. <laughs> Me and Jules are easily in the focus on the sandwich part of the relationship. (laughs) (laughs) I'm more about a good wrap and some barbecue chips over the LF any day. Well, as long as you don't combine them, because I think we all know how I feel about them. Well, hey there, pass the prosciutto. Well, that's the other thing. So does he... What the hell just drove by you? A motorcycle. Did you hear that? Yeah. It sounded like a hovercraft. (laughs) <laughs> Probably. Yeah. Now, would you, would you, would you LF after L or before L? Oh, before because it's, say L. You like a, if you have pastrami on rye and then, so I'm kind of assuming that like she serves him and then he's like, wow, I'm so full. I just want to fart and fuck. Ew. <laughs> F and F after LF. <laughs> <laughs> there will be no effing after LFing. <laughs> She's like, at, at some point, she has to. Like, she puts a plate down. Now listen. <laughs> it's this or this. Yeah. It's, it's this roast beef sandwich or these roast beef curtains, but not. <laughs> <laughs> it's one or the other. Or you can take this roast beef and go back to work. And I'm not talking about the sandwich downstairs. You can take this roast beef and shove it, which I also <laughs> think is a country song. <laughs> Take my roast beef and shove it. Take that Wait roast beef and shove it. That is <laughs> disgusting. It's disgusting. Also, you know, you don't have much time on a lunch break. I didn't think so. Didn't remember Moth told the story of when she used to work at that. She used to work at um. I can't say the name of the company because she used to work in missile defense, which is just, if you know my mother, the most terrifying thing in the world is that she had a government job that involved a red phone. And, mm-hmm. But she would take her lunch out to the car 
at at work and ate in the car and sometimes take a nap and then somebody knocked on right. our door because they thought she was dead. <laughs> she right. Was dead. <laughs> like that's the type of person that you want under the, any kind of uh, missile control. Yeah, that's somebody who has government secrets. <laughs> <laughs> the best part is she slept right through them, so I don't think that she remembers any of it. If she wasn't ripping the red phone out of the wall to get cake in the break room, she was definitely sleeping through all the government secrets. So I think we're she, safe. She drops some of like the Russian dressing and she just picks it up, wipes it off with like one of the confidential <laughs> classified exactly. papers. Ellen, um, why do these classified papers have ketchup on them? I don't know. Uh, uh, that was a good impression of my mother. Do, do my mother, <laughs> the impression of my mother. Try it, just try it. You're so uh, yeah! I don't know. <laughs> Why is she from Canada? I, I feel like everything is from either oh, Canada hey or, there. or Milwaukee. Yeah, like an upper upstate New York. Well, I'll be darned. Aren't these <laughs> missiles coming in so fast, eh? <laughs> Your impression of my mother. Say, I like Hagen dazs vanilla in my mother's voice. <laughs> I don't think I have it in me. I don't... Dance for grandma. What, I like Hagen dazs vanilla. I've just given you a sentence to go on. I like Hagen dazs vanilla. Oh, that's very good. Thank I'm you. impressed. Let me try. I like Hagen dazs vanilla. Because <laughs> <laughs> she sounds like someone that sleeps under the stairs. I like Hagen dazs You feed me some uh, fish heads. I, I haven't been out from under these stairs since 1973. Are bell bottoms happening again? You, you just put Gabby's mom in. I did, too. I did. <laughs> Gabby, let me out from under these stairs, Gabby. <laughs> you have a track me. You have to cheer at. And your Instagram page had to be updated for at least two hours, Gabby. I miss them. Is cheer ever coming back? I doubt it. It's for everyone's been arrested. Oh, I know. All that pedophilia and drug use really ruined a good show. How many <laughs> Normally good it's just sh- the opposite. You know, so many pedophiles have ruined so many good performances. It's just a <laughs> shame. That's why Netflix keeps buying up crap and put it out there like, can we find one person who's not a pedophile? Please. We're just playing a numbers game at this point. Oh, yeah. So so lunch at lunch at lunch and LFing. Just completely, oh, what a horrible idea. Hit me with another article. This is from the Arizona Republic, Phoenix, Arizona, February 22nd, 1966. Dear Abby, about a month ago, I started at a place where there are seven other girls. During their lunch hour, all the girls sit around and tell dirty stories and use the name of the Lord in vain. Their language is filthy. I finally took my lunch and went to sit alone in the corner by myself as far away from them as I could get. One of the girls came over to me and asked if I thought I was too good to eat with them. I told her, no, I just to, I just prefer to eat alone and read my Bible. Ew! Everybody laughed at me. Now, nobody speaks to me, Abby. I need this job. Must I pretend their language does not bother me and go along with others? What should I do? Sign one of a kind. Dear one, first, tell the girls why you want no part of them. Perhaps there will be one girl in the crowd who feels the same as you, but has been joining in just because she has to, and because she's lacked the courage to speak up. If you find that you are entirely alone, I assure you that isn't the last job in the world. Seek and ye shall find. Why is she worried about staying in a job just because of her lunch hour? 
Well, you know, like, does that make her life unlivable or is it just that she has to be around these people all day or what? I don't know her. So (laughs) look, this is just a a hypothetical conversation I'm having. There's a lot in this. And, you know, first of all, she's like, these girls just sit around at, at lunch just taking the Lord's name in vain. And all I picture is like six women around a table just being like, Jesus fucking Christ, fucking Christ. Oh, fuck God. Jesus fucking God Christ. Christ God. Am I right, ladies? God fuck. Mary, Jesus fuck. I Can you imagine? Oh, by the way, we're not safe for work. Oh, right. And then her response is, I like to just sit alone in the corner, eat my lunch, and read my Bible. Who and does everyone it? laughs at me. Everybody laughs at me. <laughs> She must be a blast at the office parties. (laughs) Do you want another cocktail? No, I'm still on Corinthians. I'm sorry. (laughs) I'm with the Lord. (laughs) I'm just taking some time out to uh, celebrate the Lord here in the corner. I like to read passages from Deuteronomy in between uh, barbecue chips. Thanks. Well, um, the new secretary is screaming the Lord's name in the other room with her boss. So maybe she's talking to him. Fucking Jesus! (laughs) Oh, fuck me, Jesus. Oh, fuck me. Wait, wait, what? No, no, they're just reenacting The Exorcist. It's a great... Yeah, no, no, it just... It sounds like they're angry. It's like town play. We're doing a play. No, they're not taking the Lord's name in vain. They're fucking. Oh, LF. They're LF. Oh, okay. Oh. Oh, They're ML. They're just making love. Ew, stop it. Stop it. With with the Lord. Ew. Uh, I'm just making love to the Lord. That has to be a t-shirt somewhere. <laughs> I'm sure. Hot topic. You know, we're jewel shops. I Have you ever had that lunch anxiety of like, I'm new here. Who am I going to sit with? Other than high school? No. Yeah, like did that happen to you during high school? I hate it. Yes, it did. Oh. At one point, I just kind of dropped off the face of the earth. Where'd you go yeah. for lunch? Uh, either I'd... I'd sit at random tables or I'd just eat in the lighting booth. Whoa, that's specific. Yeah. You'd eat in the lighting booth? Yeah. How far away from the cafeteria was that? You could never leave the cafeteria with food at my school. Oh, well, I brought my own food. Oh, and you just kind of brown bagged it and hid? Yeah. Oh, God. I'm trying to think back to, like, my cafeteria experiences. The only things that, like ring forever in my mind is elementary school because Friday was pizza day and they would serve you like that Elio's pizza that was just welded to the bottom of an aluminum pan, Mm -hmm. a disposable little individual aluminum pan. Like, and and we wonder why we were chonky when we were kids and we would get that pizza, which was also hotter than the center of the sun. Of course. The heat coming off that thing was that was global it's global warming but yet all the mozzarella sticks were fucking freezing cold yeah there was no there was no right way to cook any of these things at temperature you couldn't bring like a fish stick up to a normal temperature that Uh thing was also like you would you would put that in your mouth and then your your mouth looked like that that what was it that day what's it the the melted clock poster (laughs) Who, who did that Dolly, Dolly paintings, yeah. just like everything is dripping off the side of a rock. <laughs> and I would I would get the the Elio's pizza, chocolate milk, and a dynamite bar. What's but a dynamite a di- bar? I think this might have been specific to my region 
And uh, email me, dearpodofficial at gmail.com, if you experience dynamite bars, which I don't know who the hell, what, what school marm, what lunch lady, what mother of a second grader made this thing up, but they were very homemade. And all it was was melted chocolate. It was like a homemade chunky bar. It had peanuts, raisins, mystery stuff in it. And it looked like when a candy bar melts and reforms. It had a shape to it that was sort of like, I I see the face of Jesus in my <laughs> dynamite bar. It was like a raw shock test. And they were chunked up and they were individually wrapped with it, somebody's mother's kitchen with this like busted ass saran. Like there was no code. Like anybody could have dropped any sort of needle in there. We wouldn't have known. And we would have dynamite bars. Dynamite bars. Oh, God. I wonder if this was a thing. If this was just an East Coast thing. But if I put dynamite bars on like Facebook right now, I would get so many hits from the people I went to school with. They're like, yes. But there's a part of me. There were like everything we ate was shit. It was garbage. (laughs) And God, I miss it so much. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) I just want to have chocolate milk and not think about the dietary repercussions. Is this almond dynamite, thin, crisp almond toffee and creamy milk chocolate? Absolutely not. There was not an almond in my school ever. Okay. There was one kid who had a peanut allergy. He died and we were like, well, that's out of the way. (laughs) But it's true. There was one kid. He was like the first one ever to have a peanut allergy. We're like, has anybody seen Ricky? And he died? <laughs> he had a payday. Yeah, he, he had a, a peanut and he died. Nobody knew what that was. And the thing was, we all kind of just, it's like going over a speed bump. We were like, whoa, that happened. Mm. Anyway, back to these dynamite bars that we're just throwing around this <laughs> elementary school cafeteria with deadly nuts in them. A tree nut that'll kill a couple more kids. That's the, that's the worst. Tree, tree nuts are the worst, you guys. Especially after you've LF'd. Oh, all right. Tree nuts. All right. I have one more article for you. This one comes also from the Spokane Chronicle in Spokane, Washington. Surprise, surprise. March 15th, 1962. Lunch compromise urged. Dear Ann Landers, I've been, I've been married for 25 years. For 23 of those years, my husband has been coming home for lunch regularly. 23 years. 23 years. Sink into that thought for a second, Patty. 23 years. Me and Jules have been married 11 years this month. I can't imagine. 23. I can't. Anyway, I didn't mind when the children were young. I had to fix lunch for them anyway. But now that the kids are grown, I find it a nuisance. I can't accept a luncheon invitation or go on an afternoon club meeting. Go to an afternoon club meeting. In fact, (laughs) fixing six lunches a week simply wrecks every day. In addition, this, oh, in addition to this, it limits my dinner menus. If I serve him fish for lunch, I can't have fish for dinner and so on. There are many good little restaurants near my husband's office. He could easily eat at one of them, but he claims he likes my cooking and enjoys being home. It's gotten so that I hate to see 12 o'clock come. We've begun to argue and bicker about this. Is one of us being unreasonable? If so, who? Signed, Constant Cook. Dear Cook, if your husband is 
been coming home for lunch every day for 23 years, it's unlikely that you can convert him to a restaurant luncher on a steady basis without igniting a short fuse. I suggest a compromise. Tell him you'd appreciate two days off a week, and that on Monday on Friday and Friday, he should please join his colleagues in a restaurant. Ayan! So she's got to cook lunch and dinner for him? Cook? Who's cooking lunch? Who's cooking dinner in my house? I, I mean, <laughs> everything I make is pre-made and stacked. I'm stacking lunch, but okay. I'm never cooking lunch. Okay. There's never a heat element involved <laughs> in cooking lunch and creating any new, food for me. Don't you have a new oven? But have don't we also know that three huge fire trucks rolled up to my house because I tried to cook a chicken sausage last week? You don't want me adding heat to a situation. Then maybe you should take these elements out of your kitchen. Do you have hot lunch? What? Do you have hot lunch? Like from Fame? <laughs> the song? <laughs> yes. Do you have that on vinyl? <laughs> yeah. Actually, I do. <laughs> Nothing surprises. Is it framed behind you? <laughs> hot lunch! Hot lunch! I hate that song so much. But like, Why? Because it just goes on and on and on, and there's only like four lines. And you're like, stop dancing on that table. I have to eat on that afterwards. <laughs> I'm a bit of a fussy bee. When you eat lunch every day, yeah. do you do more like sandwiches, salads, or do you go for like a hot soup? What do you eat? A hot soup. Ew, I, I, I really more like... like... <laughs> hot soup. Hot soup. Um... Only when it's 90 degrees will I have like a, a French onion soup, but I like to share it with a bunch of people. Oh, yeah. Pass it around. Melted cheese. <laughs> right. Melted yeah. cheese on, on wilted onions. Yeah. Now let's go out, everybody. Let's go dancing. <laughs> hey, what's your name? Whoa. What's that? that is Samba, some anyone? <laughs> Can interest you in a Mentos, please? Oh, God. I don't remember when I had a hot dinner. Honest to God, after the chicken sausage experience, I, I don't think I've made anything. I bought all this corn on a cob thinking I was going to do something with it, and it's been sitting in a bag sweating for three days now. When you turn it into like a salad slaw. Oh, like what? So I, I what do I do? Well, you cut <laughs> off the corn. Okay. You Raw? No, you cut the corn on the, on the stovetop. Oh, like I boil it. You can boil it or you can grill it or you can then, then use it. I love everything grilled. I really do. And put some corn on the, on, on the whatchamacallit. Uh, well, here's the thing. Our grill is busted at the moment and involves sticking a, a fire source down into it. And I don't know that I want to tempt fate given everything that's happened <laughs> to me. So I don't want to have to like self-light the grill. Sure. And, and then all of a sudden you see me and I've got no eyebrows. Yeah. And my bangs are gone. I look like powder. <laughs> I like that. I like that. <laughs> Just like it as a reference. Oh. So, uh, yeah, yeah. But hot lunch, everybody. Hot, hot, <laughs> hot lunch jam. <laughs> if you don't like a hot lunch, like a hot lunch jam. What did you have for lunch today? I had macaroni and bologna, tuna fish, my favorite <laughs> hot lunch. Yeah. If it's yellow, then it's yellow. If it's blue, it could be stew. Ooh, ooh, ooh. If it's yellow, let it mellow. <laughs> I had mellow yellow with my jello. <laughs>
Oh, and by the way, anybody who happens to be listening, if you're in the New York metropolitan area, uh, me along with Laugh Button Records, 800-pound gorilla, we're having a nice um, album drop party, believe it or not. So we're opening up the uh, the gates for this. Uh, everybody, co- you're buying your own booze because fuck off. Uh, oh, wow. Oh, yeah, everybody's going to buy their own booze. What do you think I am? This thing hasn't even started making money yet. I need I to make the money that. before I can buy the booze for the people. Monday okay. night. Uh, April, April, Jesus God, where am I? September 12th. I don't even know anymore. Uh, Lucky Jack's in New York City. Are you coming? You're coming. To Basement Jack's? To Lucky Jack's. Lucky Jack's. You got to come yeah. be there. There's going to be uh, photography. There's going to be, uh, hopefully, celeb sightings. And by celeb sightings, I mean, maybe I'll see Carrot Top three times in a day like I did one day. So, wow. uh, yeah, you never know. You never know who's just going to drop in, have a drink, and uh, celebrate. And celebrex. Celebrex. Dance to the music. Celebrex. Celebrex. Before we take our break for the day, everybody, I just want you to know that I've I've had some celebrex, and I'm feeling good. Celebrex (laughs) for all your internal needs. All right, everybody. That's up. Thank you, Judge. Yeah, I'm in contempt. I am in contempt of myself. I'm in contempt! All right, I think it's time. What do you say? Is it time to read a little Instagram mail? Now, this always gets fun when you and I sing this on Zoom because uh, thanks to Wi-Fi being what it is, we're always just a little bit off. So let's see. Maybe we could do like a call and response Instagram mail song this this week. Ready? Like a better of here that call type vibe (laughs) for the Instagram mail question song. Okay. So let's try it. Ready? Okay. It's time for... (gasps) Instagram. There you go. There you go. Okay, you need to warm it up. Warm it up. Ma 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 ma. You're singing Instagram mail. It's time for Instagram mail. Instagram mail. Everybody's reading the Instagram mail. We're we're relay racing the song today. So then I finish a line and then you ruin it. That's right, it's time for Instagram mail, baby. So slide into our DMs at DearPodOfficial or email us, DearPodOfficial at gmail.com. Send us an advice question and we'll try to answer it right here on the air. We're unqualified to do so, so that makes it extra fun. You never know what the hell we're going to say. Why did I slowly go Southern on that? I don't know. It's, It's pick a dialect day here at the Pineapple Ranch. So go ahead, read us the Instagram mail question and uh, and you answer. Hit me. Dear Pod, my girlfriend has been on me to show more emotion. She claims I don't express enough feelings. How do I explain to her that it's just not my style to wear my heart on my sleeve? It's not like I don't feel anything. I just don't show it. Am I some sociopath or what? Signed, no need to make a show of it. Dear No Need, I understand not wearing your heart on your sleeve, but you need to at least let her know that you have one. Many people beg their significant others to tell them what they need, and here she is. Just a girl standing in front of a heartless man asking her to love her. And your response is, hmm, no thanks. Maybe you need a woman of the night than a woman in your life. Listen, bub, you got to give a little. You got to take a little and always have the blues a little. That's the story of, that's the glory of love. Because if you don't, if you won't, if you won't, someone else will. And you'll always wonder why the best sex of your life just walked out the door and burned the house down on the way out. Man up, no need. You've shown her you're you're an ass. Now shock her and show her she's the one. Wow. That is an aggressive 
approach, and I appreciate your answer to that. Well, it's always nice to quote something from Beaches. Well, and, some... you know, you are the Barbara Hershey to my C.C. Bloom. Well, I hope you enjoyed the movie as much as I did because that movie poster was hanging in my bedroom and no one ever questioned my sexuality. And that was what, <laughs> 1980 what? Wait a minute, like your high school bedroom, you had a framed poster of Beaches. Correct. And no one... <laughs> Even this is how I knew I was brought up by just the television, the people in the magic box. No one gave a shit. Again. So when I came out, I had no idea. Now, let me ask you, if you walk into a child's room and there's a huge poster of Whitney Houston and on the other wall is maybe the biggest beaches poster you've ever seen. Like taken from the theater size beaches poster. (laughs) Marquee size. Do you think you need to talk to your son? Is that the poster where they're they're sitting in the Adirondack chairs together on the beachfront? No, it's the uh, no, it's the it's the picture of the piano with all of their childhood photos scattered across. Oh, that's even gayer. Yes, it is. In it's the, more of a, a, a portrait mode. That's extra homosexual beaches poster. And Thank and the you. thing was, you didn't have your own money at that point, right? So you like probably had to ask your mother to buy you that poster. Probably. <laughs> So, so there's the request to get, can you get a Beaches poster for my bedroom? Um, come again? Like, but the thing, no one, no one was like, I think we should probably talk to him, don't you think? No. What do you mean? I'm like, there's a 24 by 36 poster of Beaches. There's a really large Bette Midler in his room right now, framed. What's, what's wrong with the beach picture? No, not a beach. Beaches. <laughs> Barbara Hasn't he Hershey. ever brought a girl home? There's a huge <laughs> portrait of Barbara Hershey on his opposite bed, opposite his bed. <laughs> He's really into adult contemporary, so maybe that's it. In the words of my friend Raj's mother, "Ha oh boy, I knew it." <laughs> <laughs> he really loves adult contemporary music. <laughs> I just to thought he really Kenny liked adult contemporary. I know. <laughs> he does like Vanessa Williams. Wow. I was a normal child. I just had framed posters of Phantom of the Opera and Cats. I mean, get with it. Yeah, but no one thinks. I mean, that's fine. That is fine. And and I was covered like, with Joey McIntyre. Yes, it was like, yes, it was very a very hetero upbringing. <laughs> yeah, if you had like a, a huge wall mural of Katie Lang and Melissa Etheridge. Yeah. And the Indigo Girls. And be like, constant craving playing on a loop. <laughs> That was a very good impression of my mother. Erin! Can we talk for a minute about your sexuality? I know she likes jeans. There's a very special point in a girl's life where she's faced with having to LF. Now, you don't want to do that! (laughs) It's not lunch fuck, it's lesbian fuck. Oh, that's very different. (laughs) A whole new lunch meat. Gross. Ew. All right. Here's what Anne has to say to, uh, what's the name here? What do we got? No need to make a show of it. Right. Dear show, when it comes to expressing feelings, we can't all be Viola Davis. One man's snot nose cry is another man's shoulder shrug. If everyone in the world expressed their emotions in the same way, funerals would look like Italian operas. Just a bunch of people thrashing and wailing. An emotional circle jerk. And as with circle jerks, they would all end in people awkwardly looking at each other 
when all was said and done and saying, can you believe we all just did that? <laughs> like I said to Simone Biles when I trained her on the beams before nationals, balance is everything. That's why the yin-yang exists. If it were all white, it would be like the 2015 Oscars. Very problematic. In my experience, the best relationships are ones that balance each other out. Take me and my jewels. I was raised Boston Irish Catholic, which means I have no feelings. When we got our COVID vaccines, the nurse said, you can finally hug your parents. And I said, why start now? And Boston is a whole town of people who won't cry when their grandmother dies, but will weep openly in the streets when the Red Sox lose. Hey, Sully, sorry to hear about your dad. Eh, what are you going to do? Did you hear the Sox lost to the Jays 28-5? to No! My Jules, on the other hand, was raised Italian, and those people are taking an emotional dump on a kitchen table. They love to express emotions. Maybe that's why they created espresso. There's no such thing as personal space with these folks. Like I've always said, there's a fine line between sexual harassment and being Italian. At least that's what Andrew Cuomo's lawyers say. Tell Mrs. Vanderbeek that just because you're not crying at Folgers ads and Jane Austen movies doesn't mean you're dead inside. It just means you saved the big stuff for the big moments. She has to accept you as you are or this whole thing will eventually collapse. Then she'll have something to cry about. And if she thinks something is wrong with you, tell her you'll take a fun online test called Are You a Sociopath or Are You Just From Boston? Good luck, you dead-eyed son of a bitch, and happy emoting. And... It's true. We're not a very touchy people. We're not a touchy-feely yeah. people. And I feel like you come from the same stock. Right. But I feel like it's more aggressive um, the way it's portrayed in nearly every film. That You're not going to go to Boston for, like, feelings. No, no. And and I think I'm the only person who's ever gone to therapy in my whole family. Like, extended no. another one. Oh, yes, I know. It's shocking, isn't it? It is. That is late breaking news. I don't want to talk about my feelings like some fucking Barney. (laughs) I'm not paying you a hundred bucks an hour so that I can cry on your couch, you chutch. (laughs) We just don't do it. We don't. It was it's a big it's a big gear shift for me to be somebody who went to therapy. So I pat myself on the back for being evolved (laughs) (laughs) like an ape. I have evolved. What's your name? What's my name? I am none other than the fantastic, world-famous, child wonder, C.C. Blue. (laughs) Ta-da! Hi, I'm Hillary Whitney. Don't you recognize me? No. I haven't had dinner yet, even. I'm having no dinner before I drink this thing, but it's, you know. I'm not going to drink a lot of it. I'm telling you right now. Are you ready? I am. Let's do our round robin specialty cocktail song. Okay. It's time for... A specialty cocktail. Specialty specialty drink. Oh, see, then we tried to sync up to each other and all hell broke loose. Specialty cocktail. Specialty drink. I'm drinking without you because you're not here. You're on Zoom, but I'll drink it for you. One for me, one for my homies. This week's specialty cocktail in honor of our theme is lunch. It's the name of the cocktail. 
That's disgusting. He's not quite breakfast, and he's not quite lunch. He's James Jules Ferris, and he comes with a complimentary mimosa. Here's the ingredients. Are you ready? One bottle of lunch India Pale Ale. Open bottle and pour into a pint glass. Tasting notes. There are some basic facts in my life. Elvis Presley was the greatest rock and roll singer of all time. The funniest movie ever made is my favorite year. Absolutely not. I really, I'd like to fight him on that. It's garbage. And one of the best breweries to come along in the United States over the past 10 years is the Maine Brewing Company. If you're anything like me, you are short and balding. Also, you are fussy when it comes to craft beer. All the way from Freeport, Maine, I give you lunch. No, not a plate of food or an early afternoon culinary experience, but a treat for your taste buds whenever you get the notion to pour yourself a cold one. Right from the web page of the Maine Brewing Company, this bottle of hops and malt gives you aromas of caramel, orange, papaya, grapefruit, and underlying floral notes with hints of onion and garlic. Oh, God! You lost me at that one. Jesus, that took a left turn. That's right, I said onion and garlic. So crack open this beer and later enjoy some dinner. No, not that. They have a beer named Dinner too. That is right, ladies and gents. This is a beer that is actually called Lunch, and it's one of Jules's favorite beers. I, myself, not a big beer drinker. Same. Samesies, and I wish that you were here to suffer through this with me, but here goes. I can't. I'm not a big drinker. Oh, that's not bad. It's a little, like, it's light. It's crisp. It's got to be ice, 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 ice cold. And this is. This is. But it's like, um, it gets a little sour at the end. (laughs) Like spoiled milk in the back of the fridge. Isn't it delicious? What a wonderful culinary experience to live through. I love to chew my drinks. You That's how I like feel about boba tea. You, <laughs> you look like you're trying to swallow something while your acid reflux is coming. At the yeah, same time. it's like two liquids are fighting each other and they're coming from different angles. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like rivers colliding. My parents just are not big drinkers and they had a bottle of Bailey's. I shit you not from 1996 and we found it in the basement. It was like a science experiment. I'm like, you shouldn't be able to spread this on toast. Throw this bottle out. <laughs> Was it in something or was it just like hanging out? It was hanging out in the bottle. It wasn't just like free floating like in a like a glass or something. But they had like if you go down into my parents' basement, they still have liquor in there from the 70s. That can't be good. Oh, it's not good. It's very wrong. Old granddad is like (laughs) old great great granddad chewable drinks. I'm telling you. Chewable drinks at the McGuire house, everybody. Who wants gin and tonic from 1983? This episode of Dear Pod is mixed and edited by Jim Ferris and is a property of Pineapple Ranch Productions. 